Welcome to another episode of Thoughts of a Techno Wizard, Techno Shaman, Jewish, Anarcho-Punk, whatever. <laughs> I'm just adding stuff in every time. Um, it is September. Oh, no, goodness. It is October 3rd. Good. How do I do this? It is Tuesday, October 3rd, 12.40 p.m. 2023. There we go. <laughs> and yeah. Again, another episode where I don't really know what I want to talk about, but I know I want to walk, and therefore I want to talk. <laughs> um, so yeah, I guess what I've been up to last, it's been like a week or so since the last episode, um, doing some, uh, some more creative stuff that's been really fulfilling for me. Um, I... I don't remember where I left off in my in the last episode, but I did finish my newsletter this weekend, so I got that out, and I uh, did some stuff for our t-shirt design contest. I think they look well. The, the actual stuff I submitted were like all right, but we're just we're just voting on the concept right now, so it doesn't have to be finished. Um, but I was playing with it some more my design well one of my designs some more um over the weekend and got some nice it was, it was fun you know messing around with colors and typography and all this other stuff or really really more graphic design type of stuff but that was that was pretty nice um we started a, a inktober kind of not exactly a contest but a sort of almost like a cipher <laughs> where each um day we randomly pick someone who's participating to, uh, in the in the Inktober thing, and you have to create something that is based off of the last person's, you know, this, uh, creation. So it's a pretty interesting little little challenge there. I was the second person, um, and I, <laughs> my word was spiders. So I made a um, a two D kind of representation of a of a tarantula with some other tarantulas on his back. <laughs> I know I don't I'm pretty sure tarantulas aren't the ones that carry their babies on their back but that was just in my mind so I went ahead and tried that um and that was actually pretty fun making that little thing there um using a similar basically like tracing over it if you will with like primitive shapes and things like that and moving the moving the the shapes around a little bit um I got to look surprisingly good or at least decent <laughs> uh, if I do say so myself I really want to do it in 3D Like I want to create a 3D version um, But You know how it goes with that At least for me My, my struggles with 3D is, is not good um, But one thing I do want to do Going forward is to Try to learn Blender At the very least um, I've been looking up some tutorials Trying some things in it and it seems like I might be able to get into it a little bit. And then I have more experience with a lot of different design tools. Um, so yeah, I'm going to try my hand at Blender. Probably this week. Um, but yeah. I've also made a little Lego set. Or I got a Lego set for my birthday. I think I talked about that before. Um, got a train set and I finished that last... Was it last week? I think it was last week. Early last week. And now I'm going to be working on the train station. So that's fun. That's it was it was just it was surprisingly fun 
um, to still play with Legos, <laughs> my big old age. So uh, that was pretty nice. Um, all the while, though, I was thinking about like, oh man, it should be designed better. Like the instructions. I don't remember Lego being this. Like, th first of all, this is a technically an off-brand. This is like a. It's interesting because it it is apparently um, compatible with Legos, which is interesting because I thought they had somehow patented that specific Lego you know block that specific you know look and, and and thing that they have so you can't really make other bricks that are similar but maybe the patent's open or or some I don't know but yeah it feels just like feels and looks pretty much just like Lego um, but the instructions like don't get me wrong they were pretty clear but like I guess I should say the the design of <laughs> how you put the tools together to create this train or how you put the bricks together to create this train were not as I don't know efficient or stable as I remember Lego being um, so maybe that might be the, the place in which this brand you know diverges from the Lego of my of you know the, the actual Lego brand um, or that might just be memory because it's been literally over a decade since I've <laughs> played with Legos. So I might be completely wrong. And my it's, it's probably my adult brain is better able to be like, <laughs> this is not a great design. <laughs> Don't get me wrong. I'm always, I'm always amazed. Because like, when you really think about it, it is amazing how they're able to come up with a design and then create Lego brick. Create these little bricks. Bricks. These little pieces that all come together to create that design. And I'm really, really curious how this process works out, like how they're able to come up with design and then, um, like, do they come up with the design first? Like, okay, how do we build a train? And then, you know, backwards engineer that to figure out all the little pieces that build that train? Or do they have like a bunch of pieces and then they try to build things with it and be like, oh, okay, and let's copy that or something like that. I don't know, probably the, the first one, but, Either way, it is really amazing, and <laughs> just because I'm critiquing it doesn't mean I'm like, like not amazed. <laughs> um, but I do think that as I was doing it, I reckon I real I I saw a couple places where I feel like it could have been optimized better, and by that I mean this is this kind of nerding out a little bit <laughs> into freaking Legos. But um, so something I remember doing as a kid is. I would not only like I would first do the whole like create the whole Legos Lego set by the instructions but then I would either either change some things or just go back and redo the whole thing but without the instructions right and when I redo it or or change some things I would try to make it stronger and better right or at least cooler <laughs> so I would mix it up with other sets I would um, do these <laughs> these drop tests well, I would drop it from the top of my bed or something like that and see if it, you know, retained its <laughs> its uh, strength, um, if it broke apart or something like that. And I would try to design it so that when you do that drop test, it, it, it's still, you know, strong. It, like, it still um, is able to, uh, you know, look the same that it, that it looked before. Um, and there's a couple other things I would do, like, uh, if it was... If it was like a building or something like that, I would try to create a structure that you can actually go inside of and that you can open, like a dollhouse. 
and which was kind of hard because a lot of these pieces weren't necessarily made for that. I think, um, I think, was it the Harry Potter set? I'm pretty sure because that was pretty much the only set I really had. But um, I, I think the Harry Potter set did have something like that to where you can open up, you know, like a little little castle whatever that you built um i never got like something big like hogwarts it was like small little little houses small ish but um or maybe it was hogwarts but like the real like the the, the very earlier ones were not like it wasn't expansive like it was because <laughs> legos were expensive you know very expensive so um the more pieces you had the, the more expensive the set and the ones i had were were probably reminiscent <laughs> of you know something like Hogwarts, but not not literally not nearly that big. Um, but either way, something I, I remember doing is is like whenever there there are pieces, there when you're putting these together, right? There there's there, there's a way to click them together so that they're more stable, right? Um, so for instance, if you put like like making a wall, for instance, right? sometimes the directions would tell you to just make the wall like one block on top of the other and stack it all the way up and then have another column the same next to it right but what that would do is it will make it so weak right like those two columns standing next to each other are like wobbly right because think about it like the only way that they're connected is by the very bottom or in the very top right and so if you were to drop it or something like that, they would just flop right out. Or even when you're, while you're building it, you know, it might be hard to, to get it to where you want it. So a better, you know, thing to, there is to do it like brickwork, where you offset it. You offset each layer, right? So, you know, the, the bottom layer, you build the whole bottom layer first, and then the, the, the next layer up is offset by two, maybe, maybe two pieces. You could probably do one, but two is usually better. And then the, the top one is offset again, where it actually matches the bottom. But that whole brick, like just imagine like a, you know, like your typical brick house type of thing. That is usually a stronger kind of uh, design. And so it was, I always thought like, did, like this set today, or this set I did last week, the train. There were parts like that, right? Where you had sets where, you know you had to build like this this like the caboose or you know the the back side of the train and the walls of it were like extremely <laughs> tenuous like to build on top of and even now like I whenever I pick it up I see like the top part is like coming off a little bit um so I'm just like nah <laughs> if I were to rebuild it um I would do that quite differently but yeah it was still fun and nonetheless um and part, I think part of the fun is like critiquing it and seeing how it can do it better as well. But yeah, <laughs> nerding out um, aside, I uh, what else was I up to? Did some hiking, did another community hike. Uh, that was pretty nice. It was <laughs> it was kind of a mess because we had to kept, like drive to a new place and we were late and all this other stuff. Getting together. Didn't get to, to meet one of my friends who I invited to the hike, um, but it was it was nice once we finally got there, um, or once we finally got to a trail that we were hiking. Um, what else? 
now there's some other stuff I've been watching a few things that were that were really um, educational that's been really cool to look at I'll probably talk about it later because I don't quite recall everything I have my memory be I think one thing that comes to mind though is like the um, there was this one channel called I think it's called who who hoog h o o g um and they were talking about uh Japan and how they were trying to there was this attempt to design um a city on the water in the in the uh, I think it was the Tokyo Bay and just looking at that stuff was just really fascinating <laughs> Um, there's oh there's another channel I forgot the name because this person's name, to, like <laughs> the per the, the the creator's name is the channel. It's one of those, and I I I never forget. I never remember those, but <laughs> it was a really good. It's a really good channel where it's a architect talking about um, various you know usually various like media architect architecture, seeing how realistic it is. So I watched a video talking about um, dystopian architecture and how. You know, it's kind of a commentary, of course, on on um, humanity itself um, and all this other stuff. Very fascinating things. There's another one talking about um, biomimicry. There's one more I don't recall at the moment. But yeah, there's some nice channels. I'll probably um, link them in my next newsletter. Um... Some more solo punk stuff I was looking at that was pretty good. Um, oh, but that does bring to mind some some thoughts I did have. I remember wanting to talk about a little bit more is so for my next newsletter, I did want to finally <laughs> um, really detail out some more better futures. This idea of imagining better futures I've I've been discussing here and here and there. Um, I think I did do an episode or two about it a couple weeks ago. Um, but I, I've had some more ideas on the matter, and so I would love to be able to, you know, kind of ideate it some more. I should have brought some water with me. Again, it's a little hot out here. My throat's getting dry. <laughs> but um, I've been so some stories that that been coming to mind, both stories and like ideas just for how the future could be. I think it's really good for people to be able to, you know imagine and immerse themselves in so I had this one idea the other day about um, how in one of these futures you can have a world where it's pretty much on the mend like from where we are today where many places are becoming more anarchistic more stateless um, more egalitarian and things like that and and many of these many of these societies is kind of you know the norm to be in this kind of better world and but you have like an office so like a, a um a group of people who essentially call themselves something like the the office of uh um i think i had a clever name but i forgot it now but essentially like the office of foreign affairs or something like that where <laughs> they're looking for um places that are still Holdovers from the current time, where they're trying to be imperialist and, you know, um, hierarchical and stuff like that. And um, the whole point of this future, or uh, futures in general, 
as I imagine them, is that multiple futures can exist and that you can have different societies where people are doing these different things. Yeah, where if people do want to live in a hierarchical society, they can do that, right? Like, there's nobody, you know, saying, oh, no, and coming to beat them upside the head. Um, but it has to be consensual, right? Um, it has to be opt-in, <laughs> right? And I think that's a huge, huge, huge difference to today. And it's extremely important, right? Is the point that if you truly believe that your idea of the future, you know, or your idea of society or whatever is so much better, then make it voluntary, <laughs> right? Because that's the whole point of the quote unquote marketplace of ideas, right? Um, is that if your idea, if your thing is truly, you know, the best idea, then people will do it, <laughs> right? If they weren't forced to do it. But this is the whole problem with our current society is that people claim, oh, it's a marketplace of ideas, but it's really not. It's the goddamn, it's the, <laughs> I wish I had a clever name for it, the, 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 the jail, I don't know, the, it's imperialism, right? It's the fact that we don't get to choose what type of society we live in today. Right? We don't get to choose to opt out of you know, paying taxes and, and uh, be living under the government that, we, that we're born under and stuff like that. Like Moving out, moving to another place doesn't suffice that either because there's imperialism everywhere. Right? Like Imperialism reaches everywhere. There's no place that you, that you can really be safe from it right? because of this power structure and all this other stuff. But if we imagine a, a world where power is pretty much um, flattened, right? Where every region and every you know uh, group of people are living in an, in a in a place where only they you know decide what like only that community decides what the, what that community wants to do, right? And you can still have these international communities, right? Where there's a bu- it's like fractal, right? Where there's a bunch of smaller communities, and they decide to federate. They decide to come together to be like, okay, we're going to agree upon a certain amount of rules. And if you ever disagree, you can just leave the federation. Like there's no <laughs> there's no um, worries about it. And this is exactly how many you know humans used to live for a very long time. Like most nomadic cultures, most of these. Um, hunter-gatherer cultures, even even uh, some horticulturalists, like some agriculture, you know, type of cultures, they live similar to this, where you know you have people, and it wasn't just family groups; it was like basically a little community, right? A couple dozen to a couple hundred people um, who had a had a common, you know, um, identity, and they would either move around or live in their own place, and then people had like a disagreement to where you couldn't decide it or you couldn't you know figure it out amongst that that group they would just leave they would just schism off and form their own thing (laughs) you know somewhere down the road and so it's not this is not something that's like unrealistic or like you know um idealistic or anything like that this is just how humans work (laughs) um but anyways in this future i was imagining um you would have a, a a more modernistic take on this right where you'd have people live in these different areas but most people once again lived in self or self-sustainable and self-identified like self-autonomous there we go that's the word i'm looking for you know self-autonomous um places but of course as 
you know things go um there's always some people who like oh i want to basically create a cult <laughs> right who want to have power over other people and so there's a a group of folks who are looking for these people who are trying to or always you know moving around you know these different places basically like almost like auditors who would go into a community and see how how good it is to live there right do people have um choices do people have you know running water do people have rights and all this other stuff right and so if they find a place or even really when they find a place like this they report it to you know the group um the rest of society or essentially right, right? These, these group of people these federated communities who all agree that it's better to live in a world where it's more egalitarian, right? And so when they find these places that are hierarchical, they decide, okay, you know, is it, is it consensual? Like, does everybody there have a choice, including the children? And this is the biggest thing, right? Because nine times out of ten, it's usually places where people are trying to indoctrinate children, um, don't want to give children options, trying to force them to, you know, have the same mentality as everybody else and stuff like that that are you know these problem spaces so um these groups when they find a place they'll be like okay we see these children you know they don't get a choice they don't they have no idea what the outside world looks like right they're being told that there's demons outside or blah 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 right so what they would do they have a task force that comes in and you know does their best to you know basically educate <laughs> the folks that are there and show them the different options so there would be different task forces depending on you know the the type of propaganda that these kids or or the people in this community is closed off communities being taught right um so if it's well I, i'll come back to that later because that's not, i'm making this up as i go too <laughs> um but the, the 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 key of the idea that i had um was that okay like the task force will come in and they will basically give these people options blah 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 blah, blah right um <laughs> That's not even like the important part, at least not not for what the, the idea I had. The funny part to me, or the the interesting part to me, was the person was one one of the characters. Like we would follow one of the characters in this 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 office, in this uh, community. I still don't know what it, this bureau, if you want to call it that, right? Because that because that gives it the the idea that I want people to have as they're reading it, right? This this person's working in a bureau. He's kind of a paper pusher, right? So he. He took this job because he really believes in this idea of of giving people options and and you know um, everything I just mentioned. Like they um, know that uh, the biggest problems happen, like like xenophobia and stuff like that, happens from people being closed off and not being open to other opportunities and and um, you know not not uh not being able to see the other options there and experience other options and things like that. So he takes it upon himself to become, you know, the paper, the, like the, the auditor, right? It's like he's looking at, he's, he's the one filing the paperwork, right? Where many people were, are usually the ones out and about, you know, are going into these places and finding and talking to people and all this other stuff. He takes it upon himself to, to get the paperwork because the paperwork, the documentation is extremely important, right? Because if you can document these things, then you can better share, you know, and learn from them, right? You can you can do a number of things you can look at the data of, of how many of these places have we have we uh helped over the years how efficient how um you know all the all the data stuff right we can talk about the details later but <laughs> the point here is that he's a paper pusher he enjoys doing the job right but over time he finds himself 
getting bored <laughs> right so the idea here is that i want to play on this idea that people have of the future of like it being boring and stuff like that i want to play on that idea a little bit right so this dude is bored right he's living in his idealistic society and everything like that he's living his dream job and stuff like that but he finds himself getting bored over time because he's just filing this paperwork he's like oh here's another one right and just files it away and gives it to another person and it he finds this 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 feeling of boredom even reaching out into his life where when he goes out of his job when he leaves the the borough or whatever he goes outside he's just he just kind of looks at the world and he's just like ah yeah whatever um people when he whenever he sees people complaining about things he's like oh these people are terrible so he, he he begins to have an almost negative outlook on life or at least on his fellow people not because the society is actually bad but because he feels like people are like ungrateful and stuff like that he's like oh look at these privileged people and all this other stuff they're complaining about you know not having you know um, another 10 hours <laughs> free or not having you know uh, this that and the other meanwhile you have these people who are never have you know any sort of freedom or anything like that um so he, he's kind of like a little scrooge almost <laughs> and um as the time goes on like you see him kind of purposely passing on things like his co-workers would be like oh we got this really exciting thing you want to go check it out man like uh, you know I, I know you like doing the, the, the documentation but you know you know you might better you might be able to do more documentation if you actually go out there and talk to these people and he's like no nah, i don't want to go out there like i like it here you know i got my office i got my desk i got my you know <laughs> so he's he's constantly he's 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 the one turning these uh, turning these opportunities down, right? He's kind of putting himself in the box more and more as time goes on. But one day, you know, his coworkers set up set up this opportunity because they notice this, right? They're his friends as well, right? They hang out with him out, out, outside of work as well. Like they they like this dude, um, but and they notice that he's getting more and more kind of like in this box and more Scrooge like, and so <laughs> his coworkers and friends set up this 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 um. Uh, I want to say this opportunity, right? Where a real case comes in, where it's this situation where you know you have um, like like the same situation I was describing before. A group of people are trying to you know create like a new um, imperialist thing or whatever, right? Um, and there they 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 they're you know trying to doc, uh, indoctrinate these kids to believe a certain way and to do a certain action do certain terrible things and stuff like that and um they're like they they almost like it's not exactly it's not a lie like it's it's actually happening but they make it so that he has no other option but to go there himself right because everybody else is maybe out on cases you know everybody else maybe some dude's sick some dude is you know traveling whatever um uh, like all his co-workers are out right <laughs> and so he has to he has to do it himself like it, otherwise the document is just going to stay on his desk and nobody's going to be able to take the job right and so he's like oh dang i gotta do this myself and so he goes out um to the the place and talks to these people and all this and he basically you know does the job um he still has the ability the skills and whatever he, he's able to do the job i'm not getting too much into the details right now i'm just trying to describe it <laughs> But yeah, he does a job. But one thing that really, that really uh, hits him is that when he does his job, like he helps these kids, and some of the kids are like, "Oh my gosh, you're amazing! You're like a superhero!" You know, I never, I never realized how amazing the world is outside of this. You know, they were telling me all these blah 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 blah, and he's like, "Wow!" Like, 
I forgot how this feels like, right? Like, I forgot what I'm doing this for. Like, I forgot, you know, how amazing this is. Like, <laughs> no, it's not, it's not like these people in my own society, they're not privileged and, you know, they're not ungrateful. They're just normal, right? They're, they're living their life. And this is why I do this is because I want people to, to be, you know, to, I want people to have like their biggest complaints should not be that they're being tortured and, 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 you know, constrained and jailed and all this other stuff. Their biggest complaint should be that, you know, they want to get better ice cream or they want to go to Mars or whatever, like, <laughs> right. And so he, he, he kind of sees that as, oh, right, right. This is the reason why we do this is because when people are stuck in a situation, right, when people are stuck, when they have no other options, when they're in a box or whatever, they get limited. They, they, they become less of themselves and all this other stuff. So that's his story arc, right, is that he's able to, you know, he, he puts himself in this box he, and then he does a job and he's able to realize, oh, I put myself in the box and, you know, this is why we do this, this work. And at the same time, I hope that people reading this are able to see like not only that is a better future more exciting but there are all there there are also really in, in important problems to solve even in a better society right like there's no such thing as perfection right <laughs> like the very idea of perfection is a horizon right it's never fully defined it's 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 undefinable um and as we create a better world, there's always going to be problems to solve. There's always going to be people who are less fortunate. There's always going to be, you know, all these other things that we consider as, as, as like conflict, as good storytelling and all this other stuff, right? So, yeah, that's one of the ideas I had. Um, and uh, I don't know. I might, I, might, I might mess around and actually write it. <laughs> um, so, uh, these are, yeah, these are the sort of stories I want to be able to tell of like better futures of you know really kind of showing people what this future can be like um how there there can be real conflict um and whether it's really small or really big or whatever you know there can be there can be important stuff to do um and just because we have a better world doesn't mean that it's perfect nor does it mean that it's secretly you know terrible (laughs) like a lot of utopian kind of kind of um stories and things like that um, but yeah, that that's one of the stories that came to mind, and it, it it's, a, it's a it's a kind of simple idea. It's a very simple idea, but I still find it interesting, right? I still find it um, intriguing for me to to want to write, and it was very much inspired by uh, this other uh, simple story I read. I forgot what it's called. Um, someone linked it on one of these solo punk. Um, discords i'm in but it's it's a similar idea where there's like this paper pusher dude um and he's he is working for this um it's a little bit i don't think it's necessarily set in a better world though that's that's the main difference for me um but in this story he there's like this brew i forgot what it's called but like these people who basically who are <laughs> who who try to get permits for art and gardening and all this other stuff i'm set in something like new york where all oh, these people have a if these people don't have the the permits for you know um street art or gardens or whatever then they has to be taken down and they need to go through the proper uh, channels to get a to get a permit and stuff like that um and this dude is you know working at these things like he he really believes in the mission of everybody needs a permit and stuff like that and he has to follow the laws and things like that um and as he's as he's going through his job he's uh 
like his job is in the, I think his, his, his job is in the gardening part rather than the art part. Um, and so he, when he gets his one ticket that comes in, um, <laughs> people were, were like, oh no, this is like his higher ups were saying, oh no, they, they sent it to the wrong department. It should go to the, the art department. And he's like, no, 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 wait, wait, this is, this is gardening, right? Like, cause it's basically like somebody put a, uh, brought a trailer or something like that into a street and it was just like a basically like a guerrilla gardening, but it was also like a art kind of experience where people would, would walk through the trailer and feel like this artistic, you know, feeling of the of the thing, of the the space around it. Um, and it would like block the street and make it like block the street for cars, but people could walk through the garden and have this like you know artful experience. So he was like, oh no, you know, I think it's actually you know it might be some art you know portions to it, but it's actually gardening because this that and the other, right? And she, so he was trying to push to make it for gardening, but they kept saying no, it's art. And the one that he just got fed up, you know, like, you know what? I'm gonna go check it out myself. Now I proved to these people that it's, this is gardening. <laughs> and he goes through it, and he goes to the place, and he's like, oh my gosh, like this is beautiful this is amazing blah 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 blah. and he like basically quits his job and you know becomes a hippie and <laughs> joins the movement and it flips back to the, the other folks and he was like dang we lost another one I told you that, that like these these folks are not ready for it if, it if it's art right you know because art changes your mind and all this other stuff um i said it terribly like this is a terrible summary of it but yeah that that's what i think that's what inspired me to to, to think about this story um imagining it from a better kind of more better futures type of outlook but yeah that was a really cool story to me um it was simple and but it was just so so interesting in that way it was kind of like hopeful and all this other stuff and um i've been i've been looking for more of these types of stories i i uh heard some folks talking about this this book called the uh the young wizard series um which is apparently a very old series. Uh, I'm surprised I never heard of it before. So I definitely want to check that out. And there's another one called the um, Monk and Robot series or something like that. Robot and Monk. Um, so yeah, I, I want to check that one out as well. And um, yeah, so for the next newsletter, I want to try to have, if not a whole story, at least some story ideas as well as like, kind of depictions or at least or at least imaginings of what some better futures might look like um i think there was another one that i had in mind but i, I can't remember at the time i'm <laughs> at the moment so i guess we'll keep that in the in the back back burner but yeah uh i'll probably end it there yeah i think i'll end it here so, as always, um, thanks for listening. Let me know what you think about this, the, these ideas, um, specifically that one that I shared there. I know it was a bit garbled with me going all over the place. But uh, this is the uh, price you pay for listening to, <laughs> to a, basically an audio journal. Um, unrefined, unedited, raw. <laughs> um, but I think it's fine. helps me think um and hope it helps you as well and uh if you have some ideas for better futures and all this other stuff feel free to share it with me or with anybody else just put it out there in the world i think it's really important that we as always i've been saying many times i can never say enough 
I think it's really important that we show, that we really imagine and visualize what better futures can look like. You know, because we're constantly inundated with this idea of dystopian futures. Um, oh, there's another thing I want to do. I want to not really talk about, but an idea I had of uh, for might be another newsletter or maybe even a video of like a video essay showing how we currently live in a dystopian, right? Like <laughs> our society is a dystopian. Um, and these depictions of dystopian like worlds kind of obscure that. They, they try to make it seem like, oh, dystopian is so much worse, right? It's absolutely terrible. It's apocalyptic and, you know, all these like super crazy, you know, exaggerated, you know, kind of, kind of stuff. And I know a lot of that is because it's media, it's movies, you know, there's a level of drama there. But at the same time, I do think it's also <laughs> on purpose, right? Because we have to remember many of these movies and things like that are made from these big ass companies, from these billion dollar industries, right? And it's, their, it's in their best interest to make people feel grateful in some way, you know, for the current society they live in and not try too hard to really, you know, try to do best, uh, try to do better, right? Because I think many people, if not most people in the world, do recognize that we don't live in a great society. Like, it's, it's very problematic. But if we, if we are inundated with ideas and depictions of both the past and the future as and way worse, as these horrible, brutal, you know, um, scary, terrible places, then people won't really fight too hard to change today. Because they, they, would be, they would believe deep down that we still, even though it's terrible today, at least it's better <laughs> than what, where we were or where we're going, right? Um, and I think it's important to, like, recognize that, <laughs> to really point that out, that, like, it's actually pretty bad today. And it can and should be much better. And it has been much better, right? The, the, the idea that society used to be so much worse, like this idea of, you know, um, uh, pre-industrial and even pre-historical, you know, society was brutal, short, and all this other stuff. Like, when we look, again, as always, as I've said many times, the anthropological data does not actually show that, right? We have evidence that these people lived pretty decent lives, right? They, they didn't just die at the age of 25 at the, you know, by... You know that was like that was old age or nothing like like <laughs> all the early deaths that we've seen were for were for things that we can understand right or for understandable causes of death right whether it be disease or you know um, something of the like um, it's not by like people getting murdered all the time or you know um, being eaten by lions or something like that like that's actually pretty rare and the anthropological data and um, likewise going for the future right a dystopian future is not necessarily this crazy apocalypse where it's like they have these mega cities like like uh what do you call it like cyberpunk 2077 or like um blade runner or nothing like that you know it's today it's the fact that people are struggling to survive that people have no hope for the future 
that you know we find microplastics and everything and all this other stuff like a lot of our current society is dystopian and just because it doesn't look like this horrible hell on earth doesn't mean that it is <laughs> to that level right or at least it is in some sense and um we don't have to wait till it gets worse for us to actually you know do something about it we shouldn't because <laughs> at that point it's probably too late but yeah um yeah that's something i, I do want to i do want to do at some point so we'll see how that goes but yeah i'm there for real for real <laughs> and as always thanks for listening don't be afraid to be radical don't be afraid to be revolutionary keep being awesome um build community love yourself love others and uh let me know if you ever want to work together and have a great day see ya bye bye